I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We got this. Whittle away. Whittle away. Jack is steadily escaping. Imagine we died here in this pitiful cavern. You asking me on a date? What's going on? What the hell is this bullshit chasm? It's only 10 feet deep. We will get it. It's just a matter of how many times you guys have to throw me. No mystery here. Best of luck, friend. And cast guidance on you. Wait, wait, wait. What am I doing? Natural 20. Whoa. Yay! <laughs> Good no, for you, no, Joe. No, but no, no. Well, it's funny. No. <laughs> <laughs> 24 years later. Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 62, Take the Plunge. MVP this week is Sewis12 from Discord for asking some interesting questions about Kralot's backstory. 
I refuse to answer them. Dice Shame is proud to announce our new partnership with local Canadian dice company, Little Dragon Corp. These gorgeous resin dice come in a vast array of colors and themes. Head to littledragoncorp.com and use the code SHAME at checkout for 10% off your order and show those bad dice who's boss. All right, should we do this? Yeah, let's do this. Doran, the Umber Hulk bursts out of the cavern floor at your feet in a shower of gravel, and you're ready for it. Just as you wind up to take a mighty swing, you're dazed by its alien form. Seeing the creature up close rocks you to your core, and despite your best intentions, you find yourself swinging Orc Splitter at your friend, the wizard Jack Page. Roll to hit. An 11. 11 will miss. Hey! Yes! So here you all are, basically shoulder to shoulder in this small cave, one terrifying monster at your feet having newly tunneled up from underneath you, one more somewhere farther back in the cavern. You're a little on the ropes here, boys. <laughs> yeah. So, Jack, Doran misses you. What happens? You swing your axe at Jack, and it, it glances off the mage armor that he's got around his skin. Pretty spooky, hey, guys? The one attack. I'm so... The Umber Hulk's over there, Doran. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so confused right now. <laughs> and then the creature gets to attack. Oh, right. Yeah, that. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't just show up. No, it doesn't just show up. It shows up and tries you to sure? murder you. Oh, no. Jack, it's going to try to claw you to death. Uh, no, not. No. Uh, that's only a 10 for the first claw. Second claw. Ooh, garbage. 13. But these mandibles, that's a 20. Ooh. The mage armor holds up to all of those claws, but those mandibles get through. Snip snap, as it were. 16 slashing damage to you. Owie. All right. The other creature, it moves back. Coward! Red, it's your turn. Oh, my God. Red sees the one burrowing through his feet in front of him, and he sees it swipe at Jack and Doran swipe at Jack, and Red, for a second, thinks maybe he should swipe at Jack just to feel part of the crew. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, no, that's a silly idea. And he turns his bow back down to uh, the Umber Hulk, and as I lock eyes on its terrible body, I guess I'm going to do a Christmas save. Christmas save. Let's cross our eyes, everyone. Maybe you will make an attack at Jack. Twenty. Hey, you're you're great. <laughs> Nothing happens. I look and I say, "Not this time, <laughs> bastard!" And I'm going to attack it. Now I will be rolling with disadvantage, so I'm not going to use my sharpshooter uh, perk. So this will be plus nine. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus action, I'm going to cast fairy fire on it first. Cool. Nice. Okay. So uh, it is so going it's... to have to do a dexterity save. All right. DC 12 in guys? the tightest hole. <laughs> How uh, tight is it? 17. Damn, I say. And uh, I'm going to take a fire at it anyway. You got this. You're damn right I do. Natural one. <laughs> Come on. Oh, For shame. Shame. Yeah, so disappointed. It. You have another attack, though, don't you? Oh, Poor I do have shame. another attack. Let me try one more time before I shame it officially. Well, well, and that, my friends, is a two. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's oh, it's an eleven, so it still wouldn't hit. Nah. Right. Hold yeah. on. Two. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold the phone. Holding. The call you are trying to make cannot be made. Please hang up and try your call again. Eleven misses. No, but it was on the other die, so I'm not going to shame it. But I'll shame the first one. Goodbye, white die. 
uh, your arrows fly wide, except there's not really like a wideness to fly into. They just clatter against the cavern wall. And I'm like, I just, I like deadpan look at the camera and I'm like, bullshit. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Kraloth, what do you do? It's your turn. Kraloth is going to cast Spirit Guardians as a level four spell. It's concentration. Okay. And yeah, so now these wisps, these spiritual wisps float around my head and begin whipping towards this monster. So you're keeping your eyes like... I'm just keeping my eyes down. I'm not looking at it at all. At the start of its turn, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw or take damage. Cool. I want to cast Fog Cloud again, just to be a jerk. (laughs) I would cancel this session. (laughs) All right, Jack, it's your turn. I look at the creature. Roll charisma. 19. Hey! Hey, 19. All right. All right. Jack reaches down into his pouch and he finds a... a, a, uh, An egg. No, he finds a caterpillar cocoon and he has this brilliant idea and he crushes it and says a magic word and boops the thing with his... I just points at this creature and thinks really hard about turning it into a caterpillar. Oh my god! And it would like to make me a wisdom save thing throw, please. Are you polymorphing? I'm polymorphing this thing into a caterpillar. Wow. Wisdom save looking for less than 15. A really non-poisonous caterpillar, please. Just a really like a small one. Inchworm. Just an inchworm. Natural 20. Oh, Oh, fucking. Well, (laughs) good for you, Joe. But no, 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 no. (laughs) 24 years later. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. Uh, Jack climbs up the rope. No, let's stick it out. We got this. You guys got this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack might die, but we got this. We got this. <laughs> Imagine we died here in this pitiful cavern. That doesn't stop me from climbing up the rope. Jack it's- climbs up. All right. You don't think we're gonna stop you? Doran grabs onto Jack's legs and pulls him down. <laughs> we <Jack>. stay here. <laughs> Jack, how high do you Literally climb up the rope? You. I will climb uh, as far as I can, which is, I think, 15 and a half. Okay, so you, it's half speed. You're going to yep. have to make a climb check, and I'm sure. also going to make an attack of opportunity against yep. you. understood. Here we go. All right, climb check was, or, or my athletics was 17. Okay, it's a 20 to hit you with a claw. Uh, so you're going to take 10 slashing damage. Yep. And then you get 15 feet up the rope. Nice. You are halfway there. They're just like, what are you doing? Doran, what do you do? Jack is steadily escaping. He's piecing out. Bye. I know. It's so hard. Doran, what do you do? Doran reaches up and grabs Jack's legs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> what do you do, Doran? So is this creature still poking out of the hole? It's not poking out of the hole. It's fully standing on top of the hole. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Then I just f- fully attack it. Do it. Why so, did you roll charisma save first? Yeah. That's going to be an 10. You fail. Oh, Damn. my God. And you can't do anything at all this round. And you pee a little bit. Doran lifts his axe and just goes, Oryx Splitter must be so pissed. She's like, just, what are you doing? Yeah, right. It's the Umber Hulk's turn. Red, the creature is going to try to attack you. Yay. Three times. Uh, but on its beginning of its turn, it has to do a wisdom saving throw. Yes, bestial spirit. Bestial, bestial spirit. Whatever it's called. Spirit guardians. 
I rolled a six. Okay, so it's going to take some damage. 12 points of damage this time. It wasn't that great. You must have rolled bullshit. Yeah, that's I rolled roll. two ones. Yeah. It's always next year. It's always next <laughs> character. Yeah, well, that's... We will whittle away. Whittle away. Whittle away. Uh, yeah, 21 to hit you? To hit me? Yeah, with a claw. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then 14 to hit you with a second claw? No. And then 20, natural 20. That was a natural 20. Ooh. Natural 20 on the bite. As a reaction, I'm going to turn that into a regular hit. So you take seven slashing damage from the claw. Okay. So you would take three and Kraloth takes four or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Correct. I'll take the less. (laughs) And then with the mandibles, now that it is not a critical hit, and I'm so angry at you, Kraloth, and you're going to die for sure. 11 slashing damage. So I'll take five, I guess. The other creature moves back into the tunnel that it came from into the darkness and disappears. Okay. Coward, come back here. Red, it's your turn. <laughs> I will look at this thing. Charisma check. Natural 20. Hey! Why not? That's what you get when you mess with the awesome boys. That's right. And I'm going to try to cast my final use of fairy fire. All right. The I'm DC roll is 12. Dexterity? Yeah. That would be at eight. Nice. Hey. This thing is outlined in a red hue, and every attack now has advantage, which means because I have disadvantage, I am now rolling regular. Regular one. Beautiful. Words. That's so good that that's on there now. Uh, 12. Nope. No. Then my second roll, I am going to do my Colossus Slayer, and I'm going to roll without the sharpshooter penalty. 19. That'll hit. 15 damage. Well done. Hey, there's some. Beautiful. All right. Kraloth, what do you do next? Red, what's your HP at? 30. Doran, what's your HP at? 28. Oof. Mm-hmm. 28. Okay, so I'm going to walk over to Doran, and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Nice. Ooh. As a level two. And let's Excuse hope me. that you heal more than... Five. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Okay. Not bad. So that's 14 you get back. Hey, hey. pretty good. Nice. Thank you very much. Right. Jack, it's your turn. You are halfway up this rope, dangling above your friends as they labor. Jack is going to climb the rest of the way up this rope. He got a 14. All right. You do it. Hot damn. We did it. Now that he's 30. 30- <laughs> Feet-ish away up top. He's he's free. He's free and clear. Uh, he's going to turn around and look back into the hole and look at this creature and hopefully not get fucked up. Yeah, I mean, you're 30 feet up and then plus how tall is Jack? Five foot six. The range of the creature's effect is exactly 30 feet. Hey, oh, nice. Oh, that's good to know, actually. Then he's going to draw a symbol in the air and pour as much power as he can into it and pour that alchemical jazz on top of it and spend all the spell slots he can to have five darts of force flow around him and looking like little slugs, they each slam down into this creature. Ew. Trying to splat it with its own forceful nonsense. Mm-hmm. So 15, 12, 23, 20, 15. So those five magical slug darts drop 
swiftly into this dark chamber on top of the creature and puncture his carapace all over his back. And the creature collapses and dies. It was a hollow victory. (laughs) (laughs) Kraloth walks over to the hole and he looks up and he says, Good hit, friend! Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. You all right up there? Uh, Is everybody all right? uh, Let's take a minute, regroup, but I think we got to hunt that other one down. Come on back down, Jack. How are you going to deal with this second creature so you know there's at least one more of them? It was injured and it's retreated back into this second cavern, you presume, through a tunnel. Hmm. I agree, Kraloff. I think we got to hunt it down. But you know what? Now that we know there's a bit of a distance on it, you said what? You must be 30 feet up there, Jack. Yeah, I, th- I think if you get far enough away, it doesn't affect you as much. Mm. I'm going to start climbing back down slowly. Mm. And I turn to Kraloth. All right, let's give him the old one-two. Mm. Why don't we try to find this other one? You give it the path to the grave, mm-hmm. and I'll keep pulling back. As long as I avert my eyes, I think that we can take this bad boy down. And I think that's kind of how we want to do it, really. Yeah. Which I think is just going to be a matter of time before we leave enough space, attack, leave enough space, look down, attack. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we really need to drop back into initiative order for this. I think you're all very capable adventurers. This creature mm-hmm. is, you know, not... Outnumbered and outranked. It's worthless. <laughs> but don't look at me. So you move cautiously into the other cavern, and Red and Kraloth, between the two of you, you manage to deal with it handily between a couple of spells and arrows. The old one, too, bud. The old one, too. Excellent. And uh, before you know it, you have another carcass on your hands. Mm. The Nightstone 4. On 3. <laughs> So you feel after you enter this cavern that there's this unusual shimmer of magical energy coursing over your body. And that's just after you've exited these tunnels into the cavern. Mm. Also, the cave is separated into a northwestern and a southeastern side by this chasm. It's like 20 feet across. It looks pretty deep. Mm. As chasms generally do. Yeah. It's not a chasm if it doesn't Otherwise, look unusually deep. What the hell is this bullshit chasm? It's only 10 feet deep. <laughs> it's hardly a chasm at all. It's a pit. <laughs> what do you guys do? I probably bet Doran that he can't jump over it. Good. Hey, this Doran. Is, this will end well. Give you a gold piece if you can jump to the other side. <laughs> well, I bet you I could. <laughs> well, no, I get. I pull out a rope. I think Doran kind of looks at this like not even as a challenge. It's more of like... Um, we will we will get it. It's just a matter of how many times you guys have to throw me. So I tie a big <laughs> rope around my waist and I punch a python. A piton. Who do you, Who punch? Do you punch? What did Peyton do to you? Uh... <laughs> That's Kieran, not Peyton. For the last time. I tie my rope around my waist and I hammer a piton into the smooth rock floor on Do you actually our think side you could jump chasm. 20 feet? Your movement is 25. That's okay. You'd have to you have to jump your ent- almost your entire movement. I'm still going to do it. <laughs> well, I know you You're will. You're definitely going to try. Yeah. And you guys are going to help me by, you know. Meanwhile, can I look at anything from the corpse? Roll an investigation check. Perfect. Hey, for the first time, that's not bad. 16. Mm. Nice. Mm. Nestled in the crevasse between two rocks lies a little pile of smooth oval objects. 
they're slightly warm to the touch. Oh. Red's like, wait a minute, are these eggs? And he bends oh. down and sort of just poop cups. <laughs> just no, he sort of just examines them without touching them. Roll a nature check, Red. Happily. Gonna roll with advantage because I know they're eggs. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a three. They're eggs. Oh, <laughs> I love eggs. It's just like, obviously. Ew. Hey, I'm a fox. They eat eggs. Uh, eat I'd probably the- get Jack over here. Jack, take a look at these eggs. Things, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> they look hot boiled. Uh, yeah, Jack will definitely wander over to wherever Red is calling him to. I love that. Just wander over. Like, well, yeah, as if as if he wasn't hovering on the outside, waiting for Red to like be done and wait for him. Like he's. He, hey, Jack! Doesn't this look like the fanciest caviar you've ever seen? Yeah. That, what about what? Umber Hulk caviar? Uh, you asking me on a date? What's going on? What? No. <laughs> Believe me, no. We've covered that ground. Uh, no, I just these look like eggs, and you know. I was just making a joke. I'm sorry, Jack. I just want you to be nice to me. What's this? And I poked the egg for the final time. Yeah, let's let's check it out. I will look it up and down and see if I can tell anything about that. So there was, there's these eggs, and there's also a weird feeling in the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a super weird feeling in the air. That was the one that was distracting That's me. That's probably more much. exciting than the eggs. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, not for me. I don't want to judge. Feeling this weird feeling in the air is what had caught Jack's attention. He's he's mm-hmm. looking around at the eggs, but he's thinking about that feeling, trying to I can determine what it is. You can roll roll an arcana check, but disguise it as a nature check, like you're yeah. you're trying oh, to care yeah, those, about those, what those are definitely eggs, Red. Yeah, look <laughs> yeah, at but there. can I aid him? Accent, but without knowing what. So I'm like, yeah, well, I think they're eggs, and he's rolling arcana, so it doesn't. It's not actually an aid. Mm-hmm. Mechanically, it's uh, nothing. But like, I'm like thinking I'm helping. Oh yeah, what what color are they? about the texture of them. What do you mean? What color are they? The yellow? Blind? No, you guys actually, you're all using dark vision right now, so everything is in shades of black and white. Ah, yeah. Uh, so I rolled an eleven, so twenty-one arcana. Um, this is a really strange magical aura. Hmm. It feels natural to you, right? You don't think that someone would have cast it. It doesn't feel like any spell that you know of but you think that whatever it is that is in this room is probably gonna give you problems with divination spells and maybe teleportation attempts oh damn that was, oh. That was my thunderstep is it is there a, a school of magic i would associate this weird feeling with or just no all right um yeah the those are definitely some eggs Red, do you do you feel any? I'm gonna start describing the the like feeling of be, of interacting with this this magic because I know Red doesn't know magic like intellectually, but he does intuitively no, sense he it. And I just want to try and see if he's picking up all the same weird. It's things almost I'm like a nauseating. Yeah, feeling. as you look back to Red, he's already putting the eggs in the bag of holding. He's like, "What? Oh yeah, well, um, my tummy does feel a little rumbly." And he stands up and sort of feels the air. Yeah, it feels like I'm being sort of... And I try to cast Minor Illusion. That's fine. Yeah, you do it. I do it. And I, my magic awesome. doesn't seem affected. Roll a d20. <laughs> Uh-oh. Seven. Okay, you're good. Oh. It's like a weird bunching of the weave or a node here. Something is just a little off. I wouldn't try and and teleport, which I don't know is a problem for you. And I don't know that we're going to be able to use any sorts of divination while we're here. Now that you've learned this, Jack, roll history. I'd love to. Uh, 27. Mm. Mm. 
This this rings a bell. Mm. It takes you a second to like go through the Rolodex in your mind yeah. about what this might be. You have read about Ferzerus before and how this pervades mm. much of the Underdark. Oh, it's a natural occurrence. Yeah, it's like that, the the Underdark bleeds weird magic shit that fucks up yep, stuff. Yep, yep, yep. Also. When a spell is cast in an area that's suffused with Ferzerus, you very importantly know that weird stuff can happen. Oh, okay. You guys are all gathered around these eggs, and you look back, and, and there's Doran's Doran with like, a rope yeah. tied to himself <laughs> and to a piton. Doran, before you jump. And he's just like, what? We've just entered the Underdark. Great. And he just dashes towards the edge and leaps into the air. Roll athletics. <laughs> Just for reference, Jesse Owens set the record for the longest long jump at 26 feet in 1935. The current record is 29 feet. But Harlan, there's <laughs> it's a chasm. There could be updrafts. <laughs> Dwarves are three feet tall, okay? And there's a magic aura. Oh, he's more wind resistant. He's got he's like he's like decked. It's out those sturdy speed. dwarven legs. And I'm little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the I'm sure the armor really helps too. <laughs> Fifteen. Yeah, no, Doran, you launch yourself into the air and you're feeling good about it. You're feeling good about it. You're feeling good about it. And you drop. It's like that scene in Toy Story. Yeah. And you fall down. And then you, I mean, there's a pendulum effect. Yes. You hit the side of the chasm pretty hard. My nose. Doran. I like dive for the rope because it's not actually tied in. It's tied. (laughs) It's tied. (laughs) <laughs> so Kraloth looks over as this is all happening and he's been very distracted by these eggs and uh, as Red jumps away he sees the last egg on the ground and uh, he he goes to like reach down but then he's like oh Doran you alright? Oh, I'm okay I'm just down here above my nose but I'm okay <laughs> okay I'll take a look at it when you get back up and he's gonna kneel down next to this egg and he's gonna pull off his goggles mm. He's going to blink and look around. It's entirely black in here. Oh, it dark. is dark. And then he's going to cast light just uh, on his uh-huh. hand. And with the benefit of your light spell, you can tell that this aura, this magical feeling, this pervasiveness, is it has a color associated with it. It's kind of like a dim violet color. Mm. Now that you're shining light around, you can see this purpleness. It's yes. kind of shimmering. Purple. And the egg that you hold in your hand is yellow. Mm. It's a yellow egg, Jack. And do I have to do a roll of one d20 for evocation? You do. Eight. Now you're good. Do Umberhulks lay eggs? They do now! I shout out. That one's yours, buddy. You guys going to hatch like an army of baby I want a Umber little Hulks? baby Umber Hulk. This is going to go well. <laughs> you know how stable we are. And, and So Doran comes climbing up the rope. Yeah, I, I'm going to go over to Doran and I'm going to help him up from the rope. Oh, Come here, bud. That was, uh, that was a painful uh, tra- attempt. I, I'll yeah. say that much. And I take one <laughs> end of the rope and I tie it to an arrow and I fire the arrow on the other side. Yeah, mm. so there's an arrow... Just loosely on the other side with a loosely. What's it gonna driven into the bare stone? (laughs) You shooting an arrow into the cave is just about as stupid as me trying to jump across this chasm. (laughs) It is stupid, 
but it is not as stupid. <laughs> I would agree with that assessment. <laughs> hey, Red, Kraloth walks over with this egg in his, in his hand, and he puts it in his um, materials satchel. And he says, hey, Red, you're pretty good at climbing. Are you, you don't think you'd be able to uh, climb a wall the other side, fasten a rope to a stalagmite or something <laughs> that doesn't move? <laughs> Here. And then, like, literally as Kralos finishing his sentence, I've already tied the other end of the rope that's tied to me to red. And I'm like, just see what you can well, hold do. Hold on. I fired a rope on the other side. I did that yeah, first. Did it. So it's, like, in the wall. It's barely in the wall. Yeah, but I'm not doing it. And I summon my bestial spirit. <laughs> I say, Steven! Mountain Goat doesn't have dark vision. But if you're going to, like, light his way, then oh, we're good. Is it? Mm. Give me the goggles of night. (laughs) (laughs) How are you expecting the mountain goat to tie off a rope? Goat wearing goggles. Uh, Whatever. I'll just climb across my Are you sure you want to do that? I would be so afraid to go over a chasm tied to a dwarf. Why? I'm strong. Just on the off chance that the dwarf might yank me and we would both fall in. Back home, we used to do this all the time, except we'd have a whole troop of of of, of dwarves to throw one across. Um, you know, we just tie to each other. I've I've got you. I've got you, Red. I'm used to this. You you could I could push you off right now, and I I would be able to hold you up. I, this is what I'm built for. I nervously look to the other two. Uh, he seems confident, guys. It, it doesn't have a bottom we can see, right? You can't see the bottom. Yeah. All right. You only have a range of 60 feet on your dark vision, I believe. So, no, you can't see it. Uh, Kraloth is going to put a hand on Red's shoulder and say, best of luck, friend, and cast guidance on you. Wait, wait, wait. What am I doing? <laughs> He's like looking around. It's like the rope is tied around his waist. He's standing at the edge of the chasm. No, I backed up. Uh, Kieran, how deep is this? Can you fly down there? <laughs> of course you can. It's 65 feet. So Thank you. I just <laughs> No mystery here. In a very smart way, Doran has actually patched this through the piton, and and so it's sort of like a, like a if I do fall, it's going to pull me down, not over the edge of the chasm. Climb away, Red. All right, let's do this and take this. I hand you a hammer and piton for the other side. I like look at the piton and I look at the dwarf who wants me to jump across like a psychopath, and then I head south to where the wall connects, and I just start scaling along it, uh, because I'm not crazy. You know what? That idea never crossed my mind. <laughs> didn't even didn't even come up to me. I was like, "How you down and up? What's going on?" But oh, on the wall, obvious. What I'll do actually is, as I'm going along the wall, I'll stick some piton along so that people can just kind of use the wall as like you know a side ladder, sure, rather than try to cross this the the chasm. Cool, 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 cool. And then cool, I'll get cool. to the other side. Is yeah. there still the the glow on the other side as well? Yes, there is. Okay. Sorry, Stephen. I say to nothing. So we rig this up where we make this rope taut so that it's like pinned up against the wall and you can literally just like hang and cross it as opposed to having to like dangle underneath or whatever. Cool. You do it. Kraloth, how do you handle your traversing this terrifying chasm? Are you afraid of heights, eh? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I can't see the bottom. Which is good. <laughs> and for some reason, that gives some comfort, because there's just kind of this this potential that I'll just fall forever, and then I'll never hit the ground. Yeah. Comforting, so. yes. <laughs> That's what I'd call it. Great. <laughs> Perfect. And then I'm going to move through to the next room when everyone's across. And the minute the glow's gone, I'm missing my boy. 
You, you bring him back. So quickly. So Red, you enter this next cavern. There's a tunnel that leads west out of here. Bioluminescent green light filters through the fungi in this chamber and seems to originate from moss growing on wide shells of rock that naturally line some of the walls in this chamber. There must be a dozen varieties of mushroom and fungus here, all growing in their own ecological niche. Cool! Yeah, it's just like a grove of fungus. Yeah. Uh, And Red, is the phosphorus glow still around here? Nope. Perfect. Red walks over to a particularly dense pack of mushrooms, and he goes, Stephen, what do you make of this? And Stephen, again, like, as if he was walking for the last five minutes, just, like, walks out of a trot, like the moss sort of sliding over him and uh, appears at my feet. I'm like, hey, guys, Stephen knows a lot about mushrooms. Don't worry. What do you think, buddy? And I ask Stephen, and he obviously doesn't know anything. Doesn't say anything. (laughs) No, of course not. Kraloth walks over beside Red and kneels down next to him and says, "Uh, you think we could eat any of these? Mm, probably not. They've been underground for quite a while, and I don't really know what's going on with all that weird glow in the other room. Doran, do you have a lot of experience with being underground? Like, did did you ever live like in a proper underhall, or did you live in a house only? Or no, what? Like, I lived underground for most of my life. So, I mean, do you know what these fungus are? Yes and no. I mean, there's funguses in in like. Everywhere, right? But that's yeah, like there's saying, different ecological do I know what niches, this tree is like because said. I grew up sure. around trees. Like, But you do. It's a fern. Silver maple. We'll roll on it, coward. You can roll a nature check with advantage if you like. Well, I'm going to need that because my first was a fucking three. Spruce. And my Ooh. second is a fucking seven. Whoa. Okay, you don't know any of the fungus in this room except for the bioluminescent moss. Yes. You know this is sometimes called ormu. Mm. And that you're able to actually pull it down off of the walls and dry it and grind it into a powder and that you can turn it into like a bioluminescent paint if you wanted to. Okay. Cool. So I I share that information and I do I pull some off the walls. You know, back home, you know, when, uh, when I was a kid, we used to pull this off the walls and we'd dry it and we'd make a paint and uh, you, could, you could paint things. Um, and in fact, our elders would paint uh, our underground roadways with this just to help uh, you know, other travelers see their way through the dark tunnels. Huh. It's, a, it's a, a very, very unique and uh, helpful piece of... Uh, uh, Fungus. Can we eat it? I wouldn't, know. Okay. But, I mean, I'm sure you could eat it. It just probably would taste really bad and not give you any nutritious value. Red tries to reach out with his mind to that thing that contacted him. You don't, you don't contact anything. And I turn back to those and like, Dora knows this because he's part of, you know, the awesome boys. But I did get a message in my brain sickle about something. I think it was the woman who, uh, or the creature that is trying to marry our friend the satyr. She said that she was innocent and that she was a pacifist. But uh, I just wanted to give you a head, heady up. Good to know. Hmm. Ugh, the more I think about this place, the, the less I, I like it. I, you know, I was reading a, a book, one of those ones I got from Nethril about the Underdark. Hmm. There's some crazy monsters down here. Oh, yeah? Uh, they're all, yeah, some of, some of them are like weird, funnel-shaped, malevolent, psychic crazy things called ferrum. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, those umber hulks were pretty 
scary themselves. Are they? Right. Uh, what amber hulks? Oh, those are they were easy. Come on, guys. Easy sauce. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, I mean, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> We've had enough stealing around here. Don't. Jack, don't tell me you've started to doubt love. No, I, I freaked out by seeing some of the stuff you read about in books and now suddenly experience it like the fair is in the last room and these glowing mushrooms here. It's, it's just different for it to be real. Well, let's not forget our mission to get the satyr his bride. Steven is in. Right, Steven? Ah! All right, let's keep going. And we head on to the next room. Let's do cool. it. Yeah, you head through a tunnel that leads to the south. The majority of the cavern floor here is occupied by a 45-foot-wide pool of water that is steaming gently and smells lightly of sulfur. Water drips from cracks in the ceiling, but otherwise you detect no movement. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I walk over and just sort of, I want to do a perception at the edge of the water. Sure. Day 17. Seems like a standard hot spring. Does it seem deep at all or sort of yeah, shallow? Yeah, it probably goes to about 10 feet, you would estimate. I wonder if there's anything in there. Um, Stephen, take a walk. And Stephen walks off towards the moss and Red turns towards the pool of water and goes, Stephen! And you see bubbles go... <laughs> and a dolphin just like dips its head out of the water. It's like fucking... <laughs> Sea world over here. <laughs> it does a trick. Steven, meet Jack and Kraloth and Doran. They've met Steven, and of course they've met Screven, but they haven't met you yet. And I bend down and I give Steven a little pat. Steven is the oldest. He's sort of the most mature. He's a bit more wise. Um, and I just say, Steven, go take a look around down there. See if there's anything of interest. Yeah, it swims for like four seconds and then it pokes its head above the water and gives you a big no back and forth. Cool. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Sorry about your wife. <laughs> what did you do? That's an after story. We need to catch up. No, I didn't do it. What? Anyway, Stephen says it's all cool down there. You want to hang out in there for a bit? Ah! Cool. Let's keep going. <laughs> Is there anything else in this room? No, this is it. Guys. Mm. I, th- I I believe we should continue moving on from this lake. Okay. I know it's all fun and games, but these underground caverns they tend to they tend to hold some of the darker, more evil creatures. And uh, like dwarves. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> blood bloaters. Hmm. You know they swarm in the water and they'll suck all of the blood out of your out of your body. Ugh. So. Don't touch the water. Don't even go close to it. It was a thing when I was growing up. You had to be very careful. Steven, like, looks at me like, what did you summon me into? And I'm like, I I guess. (laughs) Sorry. Let's just keep moving. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Jack's going to move through the the tunnel as carefully as he can, keeping an eye out for any traps or, or like, soft spots in the earth or sinkholes or other things that might... Mm, Watching for Fontanelle. You know, catch us by surprise. But otherwise, follow as close behind Red as he'll let him. So you guys leave this shallow pool behind, this lovely hot spring, and you move into the next cavern, still heading west steadily. Your line of sight in this irregularly shaped chamber is interrupted by a maze of stalagmites and stalactites, but... Kieran, with his keen sense of smell, detects that there's some fresh air entering the cavern through the southern side. Kieran's sensing a breeze. This might be where uh, Green Whistle had the cave in. Hmm. 
maybe we'll very cautiously head that direction. I'm sort of keeping an eye on the stalactites and the stalagmites and the stalagites. Those are the ones that go sideways, by the way. And I head south to where Kieran is. I'm assuming everyone's together. Yeah, you guys are all holding hands. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Of course. As you head south, continuing south and west here, you end at the cave-in. This is the entrance that Green Whistle must have spoken of. Ah. The southern side of the cave is entirely blocked by a cave-in of huge pieces of stone. And indeed, as you enter this cave, you hear the reedy sound of his flute emanating from beyond these boulders. Green Whistle, we can hear you! Oh, you guys, this is awesome! You made it! Yes, oh, um, I mean, we haven't met your um, wife to be no, yet. No, no, don't. Okay, so if you've come this far, that's incredible. See, I knew that I could trust you. God, I wish I had asked you sooner. Well, the way is pretty safe. Uh, maybe we should come back up and get a breather. We're a little bit hurt. This is like the ultimate Tinder date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, yes, uh, come back up. We have so much to do before tomorrow. You can have a good rest and... We should probably try to make the way clear for my wedding guests. You have guests coming. Yes. I look to the other guys. I'm like, guys, we're going to a party. <laughs> Time to see where all this love leads to. Thanks again to our great old one Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans and Mitchell Cardwell, as well as our shamers, Doug Churchman, Colin Burkhart, and Merlin. You make all of this possible. See you around the table. I love Dicey. See you next week. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.